failure is always going to be something that's going to creep into your mind. But I think it's kind of how we deal with that because everyone's going to be afraid of it and it's always going to be there. But how are we going to use that? How are we going to like deal with that? Um, And I think a lot of the times you need to be like realistic with yourself and be like, yeah, that is, that is an option. Failure failure will happen. Um, and just be accepting of that because if you go through life thinking, Oh, I just have to succeed in anything. I'm not going to fail anything. And, uh, you think failure is just like the worst thing ever. Then I feel like you're just going to get really disappointed in life. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by West coast beach, a year round beach volleyball club on the West side of Los Angeles in Santa Monica, California. At West Coast Beach, we aim to get 1% better every day, both on and off the court. You can find more info about us at westcoastvbc.com and on Instagram with handle at westcoastvbc. All right, I'm here with Lily Justine. Lily, thank you so much for being here. You are a UCLA Bruin. You're a two-time national champion back-to-back Uh, and you're a West Coast coach, and you're an all-around awesome, inspiring person. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. Excited. Cool. Let's get right into it. What does living an inspired life mean to you? Um, I think living an inspired life essentially means you choose the life you want to live because it's what you want to do. So... Uh, Like a lot of times people do things because it looks good on a resume or your parents tell you to do it or what like this and that. Um, But that's like someone telling you to do something and that's not really inspiring you to do it. It's just someone telling you to do something. So when something or someone inspires you to do something in your life, it's because you want to do it. Um, it's not like someone telling you that you should do it. It's just like you have a desire within you to do it. Mm. So that's what I think um, living an inspired life means. And I'll just to give an example, I guess, for my own life is uh, when I was in high school, I, I decided I wanted to become a doctor um, because I was inspired actually by my dermatologist who I was seeing at the time. And he had played college football and was pre-med at the same time. And I thought that was like amazing. Like, that was so cool. And so he kind of inspired me to go down that same path. And um, it wasn't because, um, you know, my parents are teachers. They weren't, like, telling me to become a doctor. No one was, not my teachers, my parents, someone was, like, forcing me to do this. This was just somewhat, somebody inspired me to do it. And it's purely my passion to do it. Um, and that's so awesome. I think, I think it's just a profession that I'm passionate about. And I think that's what everyone's life should be centered around is doing something you're passionate about that you're inspired to do and um, not doing it just to do it, doing it for yourself. You know, no one else telling you what to do. This is just what I want to do. It's it's what I'm passionate about. So yeah, that's my answer for that. That's awesome, Lou. That's great. Um, Let's talk about athletics. What does having an inspired practice mean to you and an inspired game? Yeah. So I, I was thinking about this and I was actually thinking about my coach sign. Metzger. Um, Shout out Stein. He's a legend. He's a legend. <laughs> so he talks to us a lot about like setting intentions for practice. So I, to answer this, I would say I equate an inspired practice with an intentional practice. Love that. Um, and like, so in the beginning, when I was like a freshman. I, I used to just 
think they like going uh going and showing up to practice and going through practice that was that was enough i just thought that was enough but it's really not if you want to like reach the next level and tap into like your further potential i think more is required and that's kind of what stein has taught us as a team and it's kind of it's kind of like a mind body connection so your body does what your mind tells it to do but like are you focused on what you're telling it to do? It's like nobody, nobody really stops to like think about, wait, what, what am I doing? What's my purpose? What's my goal right now? A lot of times people just go through the motions and stuff. So um, that's kind of what intention is. It's what am I going to do today? What am I going to tell my body to do? What am I going to work on and get better at? And Love that. Um, I think when you have an inspired practice, you just know exactly uh, what you want to get better at. And then you have an intention throughout that entire practice to try and accomplish that. So I think, I think that's having inspired practice. I equate it with being intentional, basically just having a goal. Now let's build on that. Yeah, that's that's great. Let's build on that for a second. What about an uninspired practice? Because it's Mm -hmm. kind of, it's kind of difficult to be inspired every single practice that you do. So when you're like not having a good day or you're having practice, you know, what are some tools or some, some things that you can offer that you can snap right back into being an inspired place. Yeah, a lot, I was thinking like a lot of times, um, like we'd have early morning practice and I'd just be like, oh, I'm just so tired or, you know, just not, not feeling, if you're not feeling it today, like it's okay. It's not necessarily like I have to perform at the best every day. It's kind of like I have to just put myself in the mindset. Because, yeah, your body's going to be tired. Um, you know, you're going to be sore from uh, previous weights, practices, whatever you had, schools going on. Um, but no matter what, I, I mean, I like to think of it as, okay, well, this is my chance to just, like, put everything else behind me and just focus on, just pick one thing, being intentional. I can just pick, okay, I'm just going to try and get my platform out earlier today. Like that's just one very small thing. And I think it really helps the mind to like focus on one particular thing. Even if you're worried about other stuff or if you're just feeling tired that day, whatever it is, like if you can just focus your mindset on like one particular thing, one like small intention, then I think you can get through the practice. And honestly, you'll feel a lot better about it because you'll be like, well, I, I did what I accomplished. I got better today at something. And yeah, that's just getting getting better, getting intentional about it. Love that. Yeah. And how about, how about competition? You know, um, when you're, because it, it's difficult to have an inspired game every time you play similar to the practice, but you know, we all get a little bit more pumped up in competition, you know, yeah. you scoreboard and it really yeah. and it counts, you know? So um, talk to me about an inspired game. You know, what is, what is that? What does that feel like? And also what's the main difference from the practice and the game? Yeah. Well, like you said, I think a game, there's um, a lot of, a lot more pressure to it, obviously. Like, yeah, it matters for something. Um, and, like, personally, I, I kind of didn't like to think of a game like that because I thought that was putting a lot of added and unnecessary pressure on myself. So I think when you have an inspired game, you're not actually trying to, like, do anything out of the ordinary, be, like, spectacular, and all of a sudden, like, go from zero to a hundred. Like that's not what a game really is. I, I think like having an inspired game is like, well, I, I put in the work 
um, I got I got to this point. I showed up every day and I practiced and I'm going to just trust that that was enough because I set mm. my intention every day in practice. I trust myself and I trust the skills I've developed to get here and I don't need to do anything else than what I've done in practice. Like that's how I like to think of a game. I think you inspire yourself in that game because you're like, wow, I, I made it here. I made it to this game. I went through all those grueling practices month after month and now I'm here and I'm just going to trust what I've, I'm just going to do what I've always done. And I don't need to be anyone else than myself during the game. So love, love that. And uh, trust, trust is the, yeah. is the main point there. And again, yeah. so put yourself in the middle of a game. Um, it could be a, a match, could be a practice match, could be the national championships. Um, but for some reason, you're not inspired. You're, you're having a tough time. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're shanking balls, you're making mistakes. You know, what is a tool other than the trust? And yeah. I got those, but what is something else that you can, you can think of or you can do to snap you back into an inspired game? Yeah, so a lot of times, um, especially if it's a really close game and you're kind of like right in the heat of it and you feel like things are going too fast and you just, it's not kind of all over, but you're fumbling, whatever. I like to just, um, like if it's beach volleyball, I like to like just look at my partner because I think like, that's a really great thing about volleyball is it's just you and another person out there. And that goes along the lines with trusting yourself and trusting that you put in the work, but also trusting your partner and that they're going to be there for you too. Um, and I remember in the national championship game, it was really close in the second set. It was like neck and neck. Um, and I just remember I would just like looked at my partner, Sarah's mom. So I looked at her and she was just like, Hey, let's just do this. She, she was just like, so she just inspired me. I was like, all right. Yeah. Like it was nice to just take that moment and look at someone else who's literally in the same boat as you going through it with you and be like, Oh wait, like we can do it. Like, this is what we've been doing all year. Like we we totally got this. And it was nice to just kind of, I I would call it like a breather. You just take like a, a breath in you're just look at someone connect and then okay, it's going to be fine. You know, if it's moving too fast or whatever, it's nice to just take that moment to share with your partner in that experience. So that's what love, I yeah. Love that, Lily. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk about emotion. What are the differences and similarities in emotion from both? Emotion from practicing the games. Yeah. Yeah. Because they are different. I mean, obviously, a game is, I would say, a lot more emotional due to pressure, um opponent you're playing maybe you're playing sc if you're me and it's just really like high strung game there's tons of fans everyone's cheering around you right like it's really it's definitely a lot more emotional than a practice than an ordinary practice but um that's when i just for me i like to think of it as okay i'm hearing all this noise around me but i'm like quiet with it Mm. and um, a lot of it, I, I like playing with emotion in a game if it's not going to hinder me, uh, if that makes sense. Like, um, yeah, what do you mean by that? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes I, like, I think everyone's different, obviously, but for me personally, um, when I get too, too riled up and too fiery, then it kind of backfires on me because then I, I play a little more stiff and I'm just playing like angry and I don't, I don't really want to play like that. Um, I think it's good for momentum. Um, like say you're down three points and then you get two more points, you're going to want to cheer for your partner and you're going to want to get excited. 
Um, but I think, you know, overly aggressive, overly aggression and just yelling at the other team or anything like that, where it's like, oh, that's a little too far for me. And I'd like to just focus more on me and my partner and how we can use our emotion to help us and not like hinder us in any way. Because when you're in a game, it's, it's kind of, it's a lot about what the opponent's doing, but it's kind of more about what you're doing and like what you can control and how well you're going to do at controlling those things that you, you have power over. So, and I definitely, I think emotion is something that we can control and we can have power over how we answer to certain things. Uh, maybe a ref didn't give you like a good call. Like, how are you going to, how are you going to respond to that, that in a way that helps you, you know? Um, so for me personally, I like to definitely keep my emotion in check. And like I said, I don't like to hype games up more than they already are. Um, I just like to think of it as, okay, trust in my skills. I practiced this far. Um, maybe a yell here and there if my partner's just really cool. But like other than that, it's just, you know, it's just a game. And yeah, I, I, I use emotion in a way that I think helps, but I don't overly use it because it's there for a reason and I think it's good, but sometimes it, sometimes it hinders us. So we got to right. just got to keep it in check sometimes. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. All right. Um, next question. How does the inspired feeling transcend one's sport or discipline and carry over to their personal or daily life? Um, well, yeah. So being, being a student athlete at UCLA, it's definitely one of like, more rigorous universities in the nation. Right. So I thought um, my discipline that I learned in sports and um, like I said, being inspired at practice, being intentional, I liked to carry that over to like my study habits or um, stuff like that, like going through school, studying for tests and all that um, because like you can't just go through the motions and practice the same as you can't go through the motions of studying or you're not going to, you're not going to win the game. You're not going to perform well on the test. So I kind of like, I really equate like school and athletics like very similarly um, because of just being a student athlete, being who I am, like I like to carry that discipline that I've developed from one thing over to the other. And I think it's really helped me. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I would just say like the, the inspired and the intention that you set for practice could also be a tool to use for other things. Um, like for example, I recently took the um, MCAT last summer and that's, I, I didn't take like a course for it because those are just extremely expensive and absurd. Sure. So I, I just did a self-study and I would have to just, every day I would have to plan out my study schedule. And I just kind of like mirrored like the intention that I was talking about with practice is kind of like the intention of that day with my study habits. So today I'm going to study biology, like, and I'm going to get better at this certain thing, like memorizing proteins or whatever it is. And I just think that's so, it just so parallels like what I've done at practice. Today I'm gonna to get better at hand setting. Like, it's just those little, those little intentions that you're setting can be, can like be carried on throughout like your life, whether it's sports or other activities. So that's what I like to think. That's great, Lil. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, we're gonna talk about flow now. 
Can you identify when you are in the game, in the flow? And we talked about the inspired feeling a little bit, but in the flow or in the zone is a little different. It's kind of like when everything's just working, you know, and everything's feeling. So So can you identify when you're, when you're in that moment or does it just kind of creep in and just kind of go away? You know, I mean, how, how do you identify it? Um, I honestly never identify it until the game's over. And hmm. I'm like, wow, like that actually, like, you know, cause when you're in like the game, you're just, at least for me, you're just thinking about, okay, this is what I'm going to do for defense. This is who we're going to serve. Like you're, you're not really thinking of like other stuff. Right. Um, and then once the game's over, like, it's like, wow, I was really in the zone that game. Like I felt really good about that game. Um, sure. But I think, I think if you're in the game, you can probably tell, I mean, obviously if, you know, you're scoring well, you're siding out at a good clip, like obviously you're doing well, but um, I think you can tell you're in the flow when you like don't even know you're in it. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, it does. like how I said, I didn't even realize it till the game was over. It's like, I, you're just so, it's just like focus. It's like hyper focus. Like you're just so into the game and, nothing else matters you're just focusing on okay what can i can control what do i need to do in this moment and then yeah when it's all over you're like oh yeah we executed we we did well we were siding out doing all this at, like a good rate and yeah it's like something you don't even realize you're in until you're in it's just it's crazy but that's yeah. all i can really say about it yeah so so i'm just kind of thinking back to to my competition days and and the yeah. moments that i've i've felt that and um, I can kind of remember the, the times that I was really in it and I was like locked in. Yeah. Kind of a kind of a, a athlete term, locked in. And locked, yeah. Yeah. And I guess my next question is, you know, can you can you practice that before you get to that moment? And not only can you practice it, but can you bank it? Because that's really what this project yeah. is about is 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 to try to get to that feeling and bank it in practice so that it's already there in the game. And I love how you talked about trust, you know, and, and, yeah. um, but like, it, does anything come to mind where you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is my intention. And I'm going to bank this moment for later when it really counts. Yeah. Well, so I guess to go off of like my whole approach with it is if you're doing well at being intentional in practice, um then when you're in a game you can always reflect on those intentions and uh so like if you need to side out and you remember you know that one day in practice when i did like 50 side outs in a row what i was focusing on like that one thing in my platform early every time then you can just trust yourself okay you remember that intention, getting my platform early. And that's like the next thing you're going to focus. It's like picking that one thing. Right. And like you said, being locked in or like what I said, being like hyper-focused is kind of that same thing. Oh, like remember this intention, let's nail it right now. And like a game is kind of like a culmination of all the intentions you set. Mm. So if you're ever struggling at one specific aspect, um, I think, I think it's always helpful to just reflect back on, that time in practice when I was in that state of focus and I was just focusing on that one thing. Um, so that's what I would say about that. But it is definitely hard to get into a flow state, but mind over matter, I think. So yeah, it's all about cool. how you're thinking about it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's all about being intentional and, and trusting. Exactly. I, I love that. Yeah. Okay, cool. I love that. Um, let's move on. Let's talk about um, uh, sources. Where do you get inspiration from? From whom? Hmm. Well, I'm going to start with my parents, definitely, um, because they, they work so hard. They just nonstop work, and I love them to death because they do it for me, you know, put me through college and all this, and um, they're, they're just so hardworking and dedicated to what they do. You know, they're both teachers, like oh, modest cool. salary, modest life, but they're, they just love what they do. Like they don't care. They're not in it for the money or anything. They um, like my mom's a special ed teacher, so she she just works with these kids and she loves them. She loves them to death. Like it's just kind of her passion, and they like really inspire me that like doing something you love to do, kind of like what I said in the very beginning, just like living an inspired life. It's just like finding something you, that you are truly passionate at, and that's kind of my parents is where I kind of got that. Um, that originated from within me was from them for sure because cool. they they're passionate about their students and I think it's just great that they don't care about anything else and that's just what they want to do with their life um yeah I think my second would definitely be Stein um as far as like athletics goes because uh, like I said he's a legend he's he's cool but he's really, uh, one of the things he changed about me for the better was like, he's so into the mental side, the mental part of the game. He's so like smart. Like he brings up things that I wouldn't even think about. Um, he teaches us all about like the wind and uh, he knows like psychological tricks that other coaches try to play with you or other, it's just like, what, like, it's crazy. I would have never even thought of this stuff, but He's made me such a smarter player, and in effect, like, being a smarter player, I've gotten, like, exponentially better in the game. So he's really inspired me to just look at things in a different way, approach things um, from a different angle. And, yeah, he's just brilliant with the, the mental part of the game. So um, I think that's about it. I talked about my dermatologist, and he was, he was amazing. He, yeah, he's a student-athlete, pre-med. Just like oh, I am now in the situation, so I really thank him a lot for like my career choice. But um, yeah, those are just like a few sources of my inspiration throughout my life. So very cool, awesome. I love Stein's um, his happiness approach. You could see the joy on his face, and I've 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 known him for a long time, and I've always yeah. just felt that from him, and it's contagious, you know. So yeah, he loves it. Yeah. Yeah, love Stein. Okay, cool. Um, we're gonna go into some popcorn questions now. And uh, again, answer these how you want. Yeah. Um, okay, here we go. How do you define success? And how does being successful, and what does being successful mean to you? How would I define success? Well, I guess, because I'm a Bruin, I could use good old John Wooden's definition, but, or I don't remember it word for word, but um, I think it's, what it's trying to say is that you did what you could to the best of your capabilities. And I think that's kind of like a problem with society today is we do a lot of like comparing ourselves to others and sure. we like measure our success 
by other success, um, if that makes sense. Like, yep. um, like, oh, I'm not making as much money as so as so and so. I'm not successful, or oh, I haven't won as many blah blah blahs. What you call it? Like, you know, like we're just comparing our successes to other people's, and I think that's like kind of an unhealthy way to do it. And I think what John Wooden says is brilliant because it's you're comparing success within yourself. Mm. Um, it's like a measure of your own self-worth. You're not comparing yourself to others, others worth like that. Cause that's not important. That's not going to matter to you. What matters is how you're doing each day to be the best that you can be. Uh, so yeah, I think that that's, I would use to go off of John Wins. I would use that definition of successes. Um, just knowing that you did your personal best to achieve something. So, and not worrying about what others are doing. But, yeah. Love that. That's awesome. How do you consider the idea of failure? Uh, I think the idea of failure, I just think it's a new opportunity. I mean, I think a lot of times people are very scared of it. And I mean, that's natural. Like, I'm scared. I'm not going to get into med school. I'm at the national championship. I was scared I was going to lose. Like, those are always like possibility. Like, Failure is always going to be something that's going to creep into your mind. But I think it's kind of how we deal with that because everyone's going to be afraid of it and it's always going to be there. But how are we going to use that? How are we going to like deal with that? Um, And I think a lot of the times you need to be like realistic with yourself and be like, yeah, that is not, that is an option. Failure Failure will happen. Um, and just be accepting of that because if you go through life thinking, Oh, I just have to succeed in anything. I'm not going to fail anything. And, uh, you think failure is just like the worst thing ever. Then I feel like you're just going to get really disappointed in life. (laughs) So I like to look at failure as just, yeah, that's going to happen. Um, but it's an opportunity. It's, uh, in a game, if we lose, it's just a learning opportunity. Uh, what do we do wrong? And, if we get to play that team again, what can we change? Um, and if I don't get accepted to one men's school, then it's okay. Like I'll learn from that and uh, maybe tweak my application a little bit for the next men's school that I apply to. So I think it's, yeah, just, I mean, using personal examples from my life, like I realize it's going to be there. I don't act like it's not a thing um, because I think that's unhealthy. I think we need to acknowledge that failure can happen but it's how are we going to respond to our awareness of it? Are we going to be afraid and let it control us? Or are we going to accept it? And if it happens, learn from it. So, yeah. That's great. I agree. (laughs) Um, What are the most successful habits that you do on a consistent basis? Oh, let's see. Well, hmm. My habits. So, I mean, to give an example of this whole quarantine situation, uh, I kept my habit of working out, I guess. Mm. So, or I guess being on a schedule. Like, um, if you're kind of like at a loss in what you should be doing, I think it's good to always like keep yourself on a schedule. So 
I guess one of the habits I've adopted over the years is kind of just like planning out my day kind of thing, like um, almost like a to-do list of like, what, what am I going to do today? And especially, I think it's really helpful during this time when there's um, not a lot going on to stay on my schedule. So I have like every morning I get up and like work out or something. Cool. So I just think it's like nice to, and I like write it out. I write out my schedule. So I think that's like a good habit. Like writing on your schedule so that you have an intention for for the day um i can't even think of what other habits i have I don't can i ask you about that like when did yeah. you start doing that because i didn't start doing that i don't think until <laughs> after college but um, <laughs> yeah. if, if we could inspire the youth which is the that's what this project is about uh to start yeah. doing that earlier i think that would be great so when did you start doing that I think I started doing it when I got to UCLA because okay. I had a lot on my plate. Right, <laughs> and I, right. And at first I was really overwhelmed. Um, and once I started um, getting intentional with it and making myself like those daily schedules of, okay, I have practice at this time. I have this hour to study this, blah, 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 class here. So I think that really helped me compartmentalize my day and do like focus on each thing that I had to do that day and give it my full attention because if we go through a day um like oh if I go through my workout worrying about blah blah like I'm not gonna have a good workout I'm just not gonna be intentional so I think it's nice if you can get in the habit of like setting yourself a schedule or like a to-do list of what to do for the day I think that's really helpful so you can focus on each thing and give it your full effort and energy um, so yeah, I would say that, but yeah, I started, I definitely started when I was a freshman because there was a lot on my plate and I was over right. so I think compartmentalizing and scheduling everything out in writing. It helped a lot. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's keep moving. What is the most important lesson that helped shape who you are today? The most important lesson. Hmm. Um, I think from just my whole experience of what I've learned and how I've got to UCLA has been really eye-opening for me. So um, I started beach, playing beach volleyball when I was around like 12 competitively. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know, I was from Northern California, right? Like there's no beaches there. So I wasn't really like that good. <laughs> And, um, you know, I played it throughout high school and I thought like maybe it was a possibility I could go to college for beach volleyball, but I was leaning more towards indoor because I was uh, a little better at that. And um, out of the blue, I got an email from Stott <laughs> when I was a junior in high school. And... Um, he was like, oh, I saw you play a tournament, blah, blah, um, send me some more video and interested in having a chat with you. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm getting recruited by UCLA. Like what? I was freaking out. Um, I just never thought that would happen. And, um, you know, like just talked to sign. I kept, I kept playing and sooner or later I committed to UCLA. It was crazy. I just never thought that would ever be a possibility for me. Um, and then once I got here, um, he was like, uh, you're, you're on the lower end of like the Ross, like the lineup 
Um, so he told me like I probably wasn't gonna start until I was like a junior. Um, and I was like, all right, like that's okay. I guess I'll just like keep practicing, trying to get better. And you know, I know I'm probably not gonna start this year or next year, but that's okay. Like I'm just gonna try and get better. Um, and then uh, I think like one of the girls on our team quit, and like all of a sudden like that spot was like up for grabs. And I was like, oh my god, like I could I could take that spot, like I could do it now because. Um, we lost like one or two girls. And so I just found myself in the lineup that year. <laughs> I worked hard and found myself in the lineup. And um, yeah, we took third at the national championship. Like that was, that was a crazy year when I didn't think I was going to even start for two more years. And I started that, that season. So that was, it was just like, I kept, I think the lesson that I'm trying to tell you here is that I kind of kept, um, like, not undervaluing myself, but uh, what am I trying to say? Like, I don't know. I just kind of didn't realize what I was, like, capable of. And it's pretty amazing, like, what you can, what you can do and what you can be capable of if, if you, like, set your mind to it kind of thing. Um, like, I didn't think I was ever going to go to UCLA, and I, and I got it, like, I didn't think I was ever going to start for two years. And I started my, my, my freshman year. Like, I don't know. It's just crazy. Like, don't ever underestimate yourself is what I've learned. And, um, like, just be confident. And if, you, if you're willing to work hard, then I think you can achieve something. Like, uh, yeah, it's just crazy. Like, that's the biggest lesson I've learned in my life is don't underestimate yourself. Um, you know, it, it is possible. Don't. Um, don't worry about like what other people are telling you you can't do you just go out and do it because that's what I've learned from like my experiences is it's possible if you put your mind to it so that's gold yeah proud of you <laughs> thanks <laughs> um, let's keep moving can you share the biggest challenge you've been through on your journey the biggest challenge Um, let's see. The biggest challenge on my journey was probably just trying to balance my studying and my um athletics. Um sure. I mean it's just like like I said, it's just a lot yeah. to be um you know, pre-med and being a student athlete because you're practicing like 25 hours a week. You have games on the weekends. You have a full, full class load. You don't have time for anything else. And um, it was really hard for me to get the pre-medical experience I needed, um, like shadowing doctors and working in clinics and stuff. It was hard for me to get that because I was – I was so consumed with like sports and school. I didn't have time for anything else. Mm. And that was one of like the biggest challenges for me is this is something I, I really want to do and I want to be good at, but I can't, I can't find the time for it. And it's really unfortunate because I'm also like very passionate about volleyball and I want to give that my all to. It's like, I, I wanted, I had so many things to like, I wanted to give my all to that I was like kind of spreading myself thin a little bit. So that's that's always that's kind of always going to be my challenge um until i stop playing 
and can focus on like just one thing in my life. But um, it's always been a challenging me to just balance um, <laughs> my two spheres of my life with, you know, studies and sports and because I love both, but um, it's hard to give two things your all. <laughs> you sure. gotta, it's like, it's like what I said with like the intentional and like scheduling things. I think that helped a lot is um, I could focus my time on studying when I needed to study and I could focus my time on practicing when I needed to practice. And I wasn't um, letting one interfere with the other in any sense with my mentality at least. So um, it sounds like when you're in one, you're all in. Yeah. So I, instead of like spreading myself thin, trying to do it all, thinking about studying this when I was at practice, supposed to be doing this, you know, it's kind of like, okay, let's just compartmentalize with schedule. When I'm at practice, I'm fully locked in at practice. When I'm right. in class, I'm fully locked in in class. Like, you know, just like, I think that really helped me, but it is always going to be a challenge trying to balance all that stuff. But yeah, that's just what, been one of my like biggest challenges, I think. I think that's huge for everybody, but especially the youth of today, because there's so much information and there's so many options where to put your attention, you know? There is, yeah. So. Yeah, I think a lot of people have, especially with like social media and stuff, I feel right. like a lot of people are just like, oh, checking their phone all the time. Or, right. You know, like their attention's not really like there all the time. And yeah, I think like that definitely is a, a reoccurring problem in today's society, but uh yeah it just helps if you can focus on the specific task at hand and just be in the moment um that really helped me but yeah it and is I, challenging yeah and and this goes to the next question i think we just touched on it but you know you also coach you coach kids and yeah so what are some of the challenges challenges that you see in your athletes um not focused yeah or uh not really like motivated. I think mm. you can definitely tell when a kid's there because their parent put them there or a kid's there because they want to play. Wow. Um, and yeah, like I coach camps at UCLA too. And like, I can always tell the ones that are just like running around, just playing tag with their friends and we're supposed to be doing a passing drill. It's like, okay, well, you guys clearly like don't want to be here. Right. You, know, you can just tell, you can tell when kids, really want to do something or when they re they're when they're just there because their parents put them there for whatever reason so um I think that's like the biggest thing I see in like when it's hard for them to focus when they're like chatting with their friends or whatever during a practice like there's a there's a time and place to chat with your friends but I don't think it's during practice like I think like I said if you're at practice you're gonna try and get better at like that one thing and you need to be fully locked in on it and that's and i think kids have a hard time understanding that like i have a hard time understanding that too i was just like that like it is hard to be you know with your friends at practice you want to have fun and i think it's important to have fun but i mean if you're there for the right reasons then you're going to want to uh, be locked in at that particular moment and try and get better that day so yeah that's the biggest thing i see love that how important is the idea of having impact to you having impact and it's huge um especially like relationships um like that you make throughout your life um like one of the reasons i want to be a doctor is because i want to have a positive impact on other people's lives i want to help people um 
and that's why I love coaching. Like I want to be, I want to be that source of inspiration. I want to, I want to make a positive difference in other people's lives. And yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I think it's also goes back to just, you know, whatever, whoever you're talking to or whatever relationship you're trying to form, um, like what, what's your intention with that and what impact are you trying to make? Um, so yeah, I think intention, intention literally goes for everything <laughs> with relationships or practice or school, whatever it is. Like, um, do I want to have a positive impact and how, what am I going to do to like achieve that? Mm. So yeah, for me, it was, I want to, I want to lead others. I want to teach others. I want to share my knowledge to younger athletes and help them. I want to make a positive difference in people's lives. Um, I want to like treat sick people. I don't want them to be sick anymore. You know, that's why I want to be a doctor. That's why I want to coach kids. I have all these things that I want to do, but my main intention is I just want to make a positive impact. So that's why I think impact's huge. Um, and it all comes back to like intention with what kind of impact you're making. So love that. And so what's coming up for me when, when I hear that is the idea of legacy. Um, yeah. do, you, do you ever think about that when it comes to impact? Um, and the reason why I ask that is because legacy is kind of a weird one because it that's later, you know, that's, that's it's when you're old. <laughs> yeah. Or even when like past, like when we're, yeah. when we're gone. And, and so it's kind of tricky to even consider that, but yeah. impact, you know, creates legacy, you know? So does that, does that spark anything for you? I've actually never thought about like my personal legacy. Right, right. Um, but it's hard because we we want to be right here, right now, and we want to just focus on our work. We don't want to think about that. But does it ever creep yeah. into your head at all? Well, I guess it does in the sense that how do I want people to remember me or perceive? Not like I'm dead, but like how do I want people? Like, if you were to go up to one of my friends and ask me, hey, what do you think of Lily? Like, I want right, them to right. be able to say positive things about me, like, that I've been a good friend to them and stuff. Like, I mean, you got to think about it like that. Like, oh, if I wasn't here and someone asked one of my pers people that I've had a relationship with what I'm like, I hope they can speak positively for me. Sure. Um, and I, I think impact and legacy kind of go together with that is – you make an impact on a person and how, how do they perceive that? And what, like, what kind of perception do you want them to have of you? Sure. Um, but at the same time, I discourage like anyone being fake mm. um, in the sense that you're just doing something to do it. Uh, like if, if you're a, being a kiss up to someone because you want the job or like, you know, I, I, I discourage that. I do like staying true to yourself and being honest. And I don't think, you know, the real relationship relationships in your life will come when you're honest and open with people. Um, so yes, positive impact is good, but don't be anyone. Don't try and be anything you're not like, don't be fake about it. Um, just be honest because I think people really appreciate honesty more than they do um just if wanting to like them you know sure so Absolutely. yeah cool and that's like with my with my friendships like um me and my friend like savvy we have like conflicts all the time but we're always just like 
hey, why did you do that? And then we just like talk about it and it's over and we're just like best friend. You know, it's just like right, that right. kind of like honesty and trust that you have. And I think that's always good. Then someone can ask like, hey, what did you think of Lily? And she was like, well, like she was brutally honest to me and she <laughs> helped me get through this and she made me a better person for it. And I appreciate her for that. So I think like that's always good too. Don't try and be anyone you're not, so. Love it. Yeah. What brings you joy? Um, I feel like a lot of things. If I were to summarize it, though, it all comes back to kind of what we were talking about with success. Um, and knowing that I did my best at something, at what I was capable of doing. Um, and I think that really brings me joy, like, um, if I really, I was studying for a test really hard, I tried my best and, um, you know, got the score I wanted, like that's success to me, um, because like, it's something I cultivated on my own and I worked hard for it. Um, like, yeah, I, I can say a lot of things bring me joy. Anything like any of those little successes that you have or a big success, like national championship or not even not even the national championship but just like being with your teammates there in that moment like anything could bring you joy like it depends on like your own measure of it um because if you worked hard for something and you got it then that's like that's success to you so i could say a lot of things but yeah yeah um i guess it's kind of almost the same thing but what makes you happy it makes me happy yeah, I, I'd say when I when I get something that I worked hard to get, that's definitely made me happy. Um, being around people that I love just makes me happy. Um, and yeah, uh, teaching others, yeah, helping others like yeah. that just always makes me happy. Just. Like, you know, when you just like work with a younger athlete and you just see them like getting better a little bit each day and you're like, wow, like we're actually doing this together. Like, this is so cool. Like that makes me really happy to see that. Yeah. Um, cool. But yeah, it's just stuff like that. Like little things. Cool. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received and why and from whom? Hmm. Let's see. Oh, um, so this goes along with um, my answer for where you asked me about, like, I was just telling you about how I got to UCLA and stuff. Now I didn't think I was going to. I forget. What, what did you ask me with that? It was like. Oh, uh, the biggest challenge? The biggest challenge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or the, the lesson. The lesson, yeah, the yeah. Lesson, yeah. Like, to go off of what I answered for that with, like, my whole spiel of how I got to UCLA and how I started and stuff. Sure. Um, I was, like, I was um, an intern at uh, this physical therapy clinic back in my hometown. And the um, PT there that I was, like, shadowing and working with, um, her name was Julie. She 
I was just talking to her about like physical therapy and like, um, oh yeah, like I want to go into the healthcare field. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do yet at the time, but um, she was like telling me about physical therapy and I was like, oh wow, like maybe maybe I want to be like a physical therapist. That'd be cool. And she was like, you know, you're like so brilliant. And she just basically said like, you shouldn't sell yourself short. Like I Mm. think you should just shoot for the stars. And if you don't get it, then you know, shoot for the moon, you land among the stars. That's what I meant to say, sorry. <laughs> but, like, that was basically what she was telling me. Is like, you should aim as high as possible because, you know, who cares if you fail? Like, you know that you aim as high as possible and, like, you're still going to land, like, in a totally good spot. And I just remember her, like, telling me, you should be, a, like, you should uh, try and, like, be a doctor. You should go to a medical school. And I was like, wow, like, she just, like, really believes in me. Like, this is cool. Like, I, I shouldn't sell myself short. I should, like, try and accomplish, like, the highest goal possible that I can set for myself. Um, yeah, so she really, she really changed my perspective with that. That was nice. That's great advice. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's awesome. Um, <clears throat> this almost kind of parallels that, but it's, it goes a little deeper. What is your ultimate why? My ultimate why, just kind of like my ultimate why not, (laughs) like why not, like why not, why not aim as high as possible, like who's stopping me, like um, why can't I be a student athlete at Division One college, like like nothing is really, I feel like nothing should be holding us back, and it's not really a question of like why for me it was a question of like what's the worst that can happen like why not and it goes along with like you shouldn't be afraid of failure like you should know it's there but that shouldn't stop you from doing things and um it's kind of just I have this like I'm never settled like never settle mentality like I'm just never I always just want to keep challenging myself and I guess that's kind of my why is like let's just do it. Like keep challenging myself. Why not? So yeah. So that's, that's kind of a weird answer for that, but that's how I no. think. <laughs> no, that's great. I, I, it's actually kind of a weird question. You know, I, when I was yeah. writing these questions, I was, I, the reason why I included that question is because I think a lot of times we lose sight of our purpose. We lose sight yeah. of what are we doing here? You know? Okay. Yeah. We're trying to win a volleyball game. Okay. Why? You know, what, what's the ultimate why? Cause you can, you know, that like, there's like that funny thing where it's like, yeah, the kid asked their dad, why, why, yeah. why? And the dad's like, because, because this, because this, yeah. because this. But like the ultimate. It's hard to answer, yeah. It is hard to answer, but the yeah. ultimate why I feel like is important to try to grasp. Yeah. You know? And for me, the ultimate why is inspired living. Like it, that, that to me is the goal. But I feel like all of us need to have a direction, you know? And yeah. I, love, I love how you said why not and never settle and keep challenging yourself. Those are great um yeah. wise you know and so um you know it, it it's kind of like a compass almost it's like am i going in the right direction you know yeah so it's kind of like a self check yeah and and that's why i like yeah. I, I like i like how you said why not that's good yeah <laughs> you know yeah because really there's really no reason why not there really isn't right you want to do something do it yeah yeah, yeah. why not <laughs> Uh, cool. Uh, looking back on your journey, Lily, is there anything you wish you could change and why? Hmm. 
I don't, I don't think I'd change a thing, honestly. Cool. cool. Because, yeah, I don't really have any regrets. I, I think at first, like I said, like I wasn't really real. I didn't realize what I was capable of, but now that I've been through that and that I learned that it's like, wow, like that was just such an amazing journey that I went on. I wouldn't like change anything. Um, sure. Like, I guess I could have had a little more confidence and believed in myself a little more, but at the same time, like that was part of my journey was realizing that confidence and realizing that I am capable of so much more. So I don't know. I, I don't think I would change anything. I've had like a fantastic experience at UCLA and, um, I'm just excited for what my future holds. So I'm not going to linger on anything in the past. Cool. That's yeah. great. Um, looking at both pyramids, um, and I have them here, and <clears throat> you, I, I email them to you, but you, you know, you could just kind of look oh, at, yeah. or just you, know, okay. you just tell me whatever you feel. Um, what spoke loudly to you from both pyramids? What would you include that is missing? Yeah, let me look at them. Yeah, cool. we have like a really cool, like wooden wooden pier like it's made out of wood hand carved wood oh cool in our locker it's so cool um cool. and you know for those if, if we ever post this for those watching like at ucla you know this pyramid this john john wooden pyramid of success was painted on the outside of the gym so it kind of yep. gets in your head every day it does it really for does, me, like subconsciously sure. yeah yeah let me see i'm pulling it up Is this pyramid? So you made this, this pyramid of living? Inspiring? Yeah. So, yeah. So just, a, just okay. a quick little background is that John Wooden's pyramid, pyramid of success um, just inspired me to create the pyramid of inspired living, which I've been trying to live by. <laughs> and, I, yeah. and that's what this project is all about is, is um, it's basically, you know, I, I was inspired by John Wooden um in many ways but you know not just the winning part of it but because of all the foundational stuff that he yeah had here and most people when they when they see success they just see the top they see yeah. the trophy they see the result but all this other stuff down here you know is what yeah. is what we you know practice on a daily basis you know yeah well for yeah for your pyramid that i'm looking at right here i really like um like I don't know. I just like the friendship one. Cultivate mm. quality long with standing relationships and always make new friends by meeting people on their level first. I really like that. I was just reading that. Cool. Um, I just, I think when you look back on your life, I think you're going to just remember the people you were with and not so much really what you did, but who you were with. And I really like that idea of friendship at the base because that's like, that's that's the base of how you get to where you are sure. is through people you know um through the relationships you form i really like that one that you said cool i also obviously like the confidence one on the next block the next level be confident but don't be arrogant yeah yeah be here now 
knowing that you are right where you're supposed to be. I love that. That's like totally what I said um, with just being intentional, being yeah. here now. Yeah. Trusting. Cool. Intent of, intent of purpose. Yeah, that's huge. Keep doing it passionately. Yeah. So like I said, with inspired life is having that intention and doing it with passion and not doing it because someone told you to do it, but doing it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Those are all and, great. And, and anything on John Wooden's that, that stands out? Yeah. Let me look at his. I think I liked industriousness for it. Let me see. Industriousness. There's no substitute for work. Yeah. I feel like a lot, a lot of people just like expect things to fall in their lap, but don't realize that it takes a lot of work if you really want something. Mm -hmm. um, I, I feel like that's half the battle is just like wanting to do it, like motivating yourself and then actually doing it's the other half. Cause a lot of times people just kind of expect things to happen, but don't realize how much work it actually takes to get there. So I, sure. I, I like industriousness. I think that's obviously a great block to have at the base. Oh, I like poise. Yeah. Just being yourself. I love that. Like I said, relationships in a game, don't being don't go crazy and do something that you never practiced or try and be anything extra. Just be yourself, be who you were in practice every day. You know, I love that. Like never fighting yourself. That's so great. Yeah. Cool. And I love how he has like all the, the side ones, like on the up and down yes like yeah. the small little the little values you know the little values yeah yeah ambition adaptability resourcefulness fight love all that integrity um i was watching uh, a quick aside i was watching uh, an interview of john wooden um mm -hmm. before he passed and they asked him do you have any regrets and and he said yeah i left out love of my on my pyramid oh yeah <laughs> you know and it kind of inspired me to to put that as the cornerstone. On, put on that there, one. yeah. Yeah, but I guess the next question, I don't have this written down, but it's just coming up for me right now is, mm -hmm. um, yes, John Wooden has had a ton of success. He's got a statue outside of Holly Pavilion. Yep. Um, would you encourage everyone to make their own pyramid? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, cool. I wanna make my own now, that's great. Yeah, good. Well, I would like definitely use his because I think he just has great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think your own parent because it's like everyone's different. Yeah. Everyone has different goals. But like you said, like, what is your why? Like um, the, the pyramid's kind of your why. It's kind of like the um, culmination point to like yeah. what is the why. It's kind of all those little pieces that go into it. I, re I think that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah, cool. And and again, that's another goal of this project is to inspire others to create their own pyramids and to to figure out where they're going for themselves, you know? Yeah. Um I I'll, I'll share a quick thing with you like yeah. uh, I was interviewing someone and um I asked him about this pyramid of inspired living and and he said, "Yeah, you know what? I actually would would flip it." <laughs> you know, and I would start right. with inspired living and then you know, and, and oh, I was like, wow, yeah. that's really interesting, you know, and it just, it just goes to show you that everyone has a different approach. With yeah. This. 
you know, exactly. and that's why this is so, I think this is really important work is to try to figure out, okay, you know, don't look at Instagram so much. Don't look around the world so much, you know, go inside more. Yeah. Know? And, and really figure out your ultimate why and figure out the top of the pyramid for you. Cause competitive greatness, you know, again, like both of us has, have experienced winning and have experienced, mm -hmm. uh, being a champion. But, but for me, that wasn't everything that wasn't yeah. top. No. I mean, it was great. It was like close yeah. to the top, you know? Um, but it wasn't the top, top, you know? So that's yeah. another reason why I've, I'm, I'm doing exactly. this project. Okay. Love that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last question I have for you, Lily is, um, you know, you've experienced winning a back-to-back -back championships, which is amazing and uh, so cool. And having achieved that athletic achievement, what does fulfillment mean to you? Talk to me about winning. Hmm. It just felt like a sigh of relief. <laughs> um, yeah, it was like the first time, the first national championship, definitely. Because it was like, wow, we did it. Um, and then a week later, you're like, all right, I'm over this. Next, next championship. Let's go. Cool. <laughs> you know, because you just get that first taste and then you just want more. You're like, we, we can do this. Now we know for sure we can do it. Let's go out and do it again. Like, um, I think that was kind of our mentality the second year. It's just like, done it before. Let's try and do it again. Like, we're so excited to get back out there. Um, and we're excited to get back out there this year too. But unfortunately, with COVID, everything kind of went south. But, um, yeah, winning those back-to-back -back was just like breath of relief. Like, it's so nice to just see all your hard work pay off. And know that like everything, every tear you shed, blood, whatever, like it was worth it. Like everything was just all worth it. It's really nice. But like you said, like it's not true fulfillment because you shouldn't ever feel like completely fulfilled. Like I feel like you should always keep wanting more, um, keep challenging yourself. Like that's what, how I like to think of my life. Like yes, national championship was great and I did fulfill one goal of mine but it's not like that's it I'm done I'm you know like I I want to keep challenging myself and what's the next thing what's the next level um so yeah I think that goal was fulfilled but is my life fulfilled hell no I'm so I'm like I want to keep going and keep trying new things and challenging myself in any other aspect so yeah that's what I, that's how I think of that that's awesome. Yeah. Lily Justine, thank you so much for your time and your insights. And um, I think that you, you shared a lot of just amazing, you know, lessons and insights and values that you've learned through your journey. And I can't. Yeah. Thank you. So thank you so no, much. Thank you. I'm yeah. really excited to read this. Cool. Thank you so much for joining me on Within the Game podcast. Visit withinthegame.com for show notes and links on everything we talked about today. You can also subscribe to the mailing list, which will give you exclusive content from each guest, as well as more resources to help you stay inspired in and out of your game. Follow us on Instagram at Within the Game Podcast.